Hey guys, welcome to Living in South Florida Does Not Suck. This is Andrew Burr from the Andrew Burr Group at the Kai's Company. And we can't wait to get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Living in South Florida Does Not Suck. Today, my guest is Daniel Herbert. Daniel, uh, Daniel, uh, well, we'll get into a little bit of what he does. He, he's a private investigator for insurance companies or something like that, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. That's three, three Griffins? Three Griffins. Three Griffins. All right. So you'll check that out on the Real Talk episode a little bit later. But as we always do, we're going to start with the first question to Daniel, which is how did you get into South Florida? What brought you to South Florida? What was your journey like? Wow. A thousand words or less. Uh, yeah, you get three. Three. Mm-hmm. Raised in a raised in a small town in Michigan, uh, youngest of ten kids. Um, left college, went to Chicago. Had thirteen, fourteen beautiful years there, and uh, was looking at uh, another Chicago winter and said, maybe it's time to put a for sale sign in front of that house. Yeah, and uh, didn't look back. I've been here twenty, twenty one, twenty two years. All of that in Wellington, or yes, was there sir. another stop for it? Okay, yes, sir. All right, yeah, that's a pretty typical thing. We get a lot of people that the the uh, winter crush is the leading motivating factor. Those Februarys in Chicago are ridiculous. Yeah, so, well, you know, listen, some people absolutely love it. I I don't get it. I mean, and you know, I am from. I was born in north of where most Canadians live, eh? Bangor, Maine, Old Town, Maine, right outside of Bangor. You know, pretty northern Maine. So I get it. I understand it. So. Let me ask you this. The first year that you lived in South Florida, in Wellington, Palm Beach County, what was it like? What did you do? Was it like being on vacation every day where the beach is, you know, like twice a week, stuff like that? What was the, what was the vibe like? Uh, yeah, it took some getting used to. Um, you know, August and September are hot. Uh, but uh, I've learned uh, and grown to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it was like vacation every day. But uh, there's certainly plenty to do that you can't do when you have uh, eight or nine months of marginal <laughs> weather. Right. Um, so, yeah, that first year was it was interesting. There was some acclimating to do. I originally being from the Midwest, you know, Palm Beach County, they call it the sixth borough of New York. Right. And uh, certainly have met some really good people from from the Northeast. But they're different than Midwesterners. I don't. Uh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's a upbringing is, uh, you know, that's what for, that formulates people. They say that you know, other, was it the whole horse could speak if it lived in a, what grew up in a different environment or something like that. So uh, yeah, no, that's definitely true. I you know, when I got down here the first time, uh, I don't know that it, it was very hard to kind of tell where people were from, honestly. But I when I first got down here, we were down on the beach. It was you know. I don't know, 30, however years ago, 37, whatever, 37. And everybody just kind of automatically turned into this Florida beach bum. Yeah. Like, they got here from wherever they were, and within three days, you were just like, oh, yeah, bro, what's going on? You know, it was just kind of silly. So, But that was, you know, living on the beach when you're younger. So you you were slightly older than me when you made the move, so a little different uh, little different vibe and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I think the accents are a dead giveaway. If somebody says Florida... Yeah. And they're probably from True. the Northeast. If they True. drop their R's, they're probably from the Northeast. Right. If they say good morning to you when they walk past you in a restaurant, mm-hmm. they're probably from the Midwest. Yeah, that's. I, I guess so, yeah. And what if they wave? There's a lot of waivers out there. Where do the waivers come from? 
uh, reckless driving on 995, but that's uh, <laughs> not the, not the middle finger wave. The that's other not way, this way. Yeah. That's the other way. I think it's a midwestern thing. I feel like it's a midwestern and maybe a southern thing. Like a not not you know southern Florida, but like you know southeastern type thing. A lot of waving at you all the time. So. Yeah, where I grew up, when somebody you know, if you're out walking out to get your mail or cutting your yard, and somebody drives past you, hey, how yeah, are that's you? What I'm but I don't feel like that's a, a New York thing much. I don't think New Yorkers waved at each other. No, much. I don't think. No. Oh, there's an awful lot of people. You probably get a little cramp after you wave at all those people, as you're, especially city folks. You, know, you just walk around like this. People think you got you know, Parkinson's or something. But uh, sorry. So let me ask this. Let's get back to South Florida. So outside of the uh, uh, where everybody comes from, which is honestly, we get we get people from everywhere down here. I mean, all over the world, mm-hmm. all over the country. It used to be primarily New Yorkers, or uh, sorry. New Englanders. That used to be what it was. Now we got a huge bunch of people from Michigan, uh, from California, from, uh, you know, and it, and it was funny because it used to be if, if you were from Michigan, you were West Coast, Florida. Yeah. That was it. You followed 75. That's right. That's right. You didn't come over to this side. Now it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy bit of melting pot. Plus we have a lot of people from all over the world, which makes it a very interesting place to drive. But we can talk about that later. So let me ask you this. What is the number one best thing? about living in South Florida. Oh, wow. What, what makes it not suck the most? Man, that's a long list. Well, um, start with one, pick, pick your favorite one. I, I gotta go right at the weather. You know, when you got nothing else to talk about, you talk about the weather, right? That's it, man. So, uh, but well, that's, where, that's where a lot of it starts, obviously. I mean, 365 days of sunshine. I don't think we've ever got 365 days of sunshine, but we well, get, get a lot. You, you, get, you get that rainstorm at 2.13 p.m., right. you know, during the summer months. But, yeah, um, I mean, you can be outside 365 days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. without without having to shovel through snow or, you know, some other sort of thing. Yes, and you can sir. be outside basically in your shorts 365 days a year. Or, you know, wherever yeah, you We get that week or 10 days in february where it gets down That's into the true. low 50s yeah if i don't know if i've ever had to mention this on this show before but last year i lose last year my wife made me go out and buy a fire pit for our house in key largo because <laughs> she uh, you're laughing for- you're laughing no like a fire pit like I, I bought one of those metal what do they call them chimeras or something like, i don't yeah. know whatever the hell it is but it was a fire pit and all that and i had to go buy firewood chimnea Whatever the hell it is, I don't know. It's a metal fire pit, so you know you just don't put the stuff on the ground and light it on fire, right? So, anyways, I I, I spent three hundred something dollars on this metal fire, which we still have sitting out back in Key Largo, by the way. And then I go to Publix and get the wood because down here in South Florida, that's where you get your firewood. It's like a nice little satchel and stuff like that because we're not like stacking it outside the door like you do in Maine. Like, where does that wood pile? Doesn't put doesn't matter. Put more wood in the wood pile. Like up there, you can never have enough wood. So I go out there. It, it gets down to forty. I don't know, let's say seven, uh, the one night. And so I got there and it, this is, it takes me an hour to get all this crap together, right? I got to put the thing together, get the wood, get the thing, let do all this, da, 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 put the chairs around there. So she's so happy. She puts on her little boots and her sweater. She comes out there and sits next to the thing for like five minutes. She goes, ah, it's too smoky. Goes back in. Mm. So I'm like, okay, great. But it does get chilly here sometimes. But you did the right that thing. Was, happy wife, happy life. She does shit, I think, just sometimes to make sure I'll still do it. I mean, we've been married for 30, however years, and sometimes I think she just has that little test button. Doop. Let me see how stupid I can come up with something. Doop. Go do this. Okay. 
But then that's me. I'm just like, okay. I'm like, so, look, this is this this is this podcast is about what we. It's real living, real people, with, and real whatever. I mean, there's stuff that does suck about South Florida, and there are two there, or two or three is. days that do suck because they're chilly, and we don't own cold weather clothes. You know, the other the other really nice thing that I discovered shortly after moving to South Florida is if you're mediocre anywhere else in the country, you're a superstar in Florida. Yeah, it's true. You can, yeah. uh, there's a lot of people here that lack. Uh, ambition lacking work ethic but um <laughs> there's there's certainly opportunities for people who know how to think mm-hmm. and uh, i was pretty good at what i did up north so being in florida is just made it even easier yeah yeah, well, yeah. That's, that, listen we do get um i guess people that for lack of a better word are maybe slackers i mean but you know yeah. if you're gonna slack well, I think it's that whole, I moved down to Florida and I'm always going to be on vacation mentality. That does happen. There are people that that, that, that does happen to. And then the keys, we call it the keys disease. You get the, I'm just, all I'm going to do is fish all day and do whatever. And then you look around and go, damn, the bill's still coming in. What am I going to do now? What? Yeah. I get a job as a bartender, whatever. I mean, you know. Although there's some bartenders well, that make some pretty damn good money. I'll tell you that right now. The Keys are a different vibe from... The Keys are a different I, I'm vibe. I'm going to say different from anywhere else in the country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you are very connected to one of my favorite cities. As a matter of fact, I just got back from Key West uh, yesterday. I love Key West. Uh, you, you, and you drive one of the, the most beautiful drives for work. Now, this is, this is a job, and this is something that he does. And, he, and you know, 300... Well, what's a round trip on that? 400 and... Uh, yeah, round trip. Yeah, four, it's probably mid four hundred miles. Four hundred change. Yeah, and you do that almost it seems like once a week. No, I do it once no. a month, maybe. Once a month. Okay. Yeah, you get customers down there, but that's a beautiful drive. If yeah, you gotta... it's nice to have somebody pay me to drive to Key West, stay overnight. Yeah. No kidding. You know, you um, you can't get good hogfish up in Palm Beach County, but boy, you can get it in the Keys. Yeah, you can definitely. Yeah, the fish. Yeah, there's something about the fish down in the Keys and 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 certain fish, hogfish. Yeah, I mean, you know, yellowtail. Yellowtail snapper people, you don't, you almost never catch it out here in Palm Beach. I mean, no. you catch it occasionally, but down there, man, it's just like it is so wonderful to be go out, be able to go out on your boat, hop out, you know, drop a line, nice big flag snapper. Hmm. Same with hog. I love hogfish and hogfish. So, have you ever fished for hogfish? I'm not much of a fisher. I'm a sit on a boat and get a line wet guy, but mm-hmm. I'm not much of a fisherman. And that's fine. That's like a lot of Florida fishermen are. But so, so hogfish, uh, they they really they go down and shoot them a lot because you know, when I say shoot them, it's a you know, spear gun. They go to work to do. They have such a weak jaw. If you've ever seen one, it's actually not. You know, they call it a hog snapper, but it's not a snapper. It's a wrasse. There's a whole bunch of different stuff there. But they have such a weak jaw that you pull their lips off. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because what happens if they get hooked anywhere in their lip is if it doesn't get inside of their mouth, like down deep, it'll just pull their lips off. It's the craziest thing in the world. And I know there's a there's a limit on them too. I mean, yeah, I don't know what the limits are on that. We don't really go after them too much. We go after snapper, muttons, and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, they're and they're so they're exceedingly difficult to catch like that. And and it's kind of weird because they have such pronounced lips that when you see one underwater that's had its lips pulled off, it's kind of funny. They don't they don't die. They grow their lips back, but. It's just a little note for anybody that cares. Well, they taste good. They do taste good. Where do you typically go get your uh, your hogfish when you're down there? When I'm down there? Yeah, what's your favorite place to go? Any place on Duval, any place on Duval Street, or actually better off to get a block or two off Duval mm-hmm. and uh, get away from all the madness. Yeah, know? no, I'll agree with that, man. Uh, you know, Irish Kevin's is a mandatory stop. Irish Kevin's is great. I love Irish Kevin's. Yeah, but there's... Uh, 
You know, now that I sit here, I can't think of a single place by name that I go, uh, but I, I know where they are when I'm there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's a ton of places down there. Um, Irish Kevin's, by the way, if you're going there for hog snapper, you're going to the wrong place. You're not going to get it there. You're not going to. You'll get a lot of other things there, but you're not going to get hogfish. Probably going to get. Probably going to get a little. Mahi. Well, I get a little drunk. Yeah, some good music. Yeah. It is. It's interesting, especially when Kevin plays. But uh, I digress. So anyway, so you, uh, so when you're, let me ask you this. So my ideal commute, I guess, would be skip the whole part to get to Overseas Highway. Probably actually get out of Key Largo and then start right there around Almorada and then drive down. Yeah, it's beautiful. Some of those beautiful water in the world, right? Yep. I mean, I you know we were coming back and I'm looking. I'm like, and you know, my my wife and I, my wife and I often do this when we're down there. We're looking and we're like, is it? Is it always this beautiful? I mean, is the water always this gorgeous? I mean, it's just incredible because it is, it's, you know, it's the beginning of the Caribbean. I mean, it's, you know, just beautiful drive. Yeah, it's pleasing. Um, that drive can be challenging, too, depending on when you hit it. Mm-hmm. I've had my GPS go from, you know, two hours and 41 minutes to 13 hours and nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, you know, it goes right back down. You get you can get stuck on that little two-lane road. But uh, one road in, one road out. Man. You got, you've got just the most beautiful nature around you to look oh, at yeah. while you're sitting there, anyway. Yeah, and there's always, you know, it's if you had to, if you have to pull off and waste an hour, there's always a good place. There's to always a couple to. of stops. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of those, if you don't have it yet, the Monroe County Sheriff's app, beautiful thing. Anytime that they they have a, an app, a traffic app. Anytime that something happens, it pops up. Oh, traffic diverted at Mount Mark or whatever traffic, you know. Oh. Well, yeah. Matter of fact, when we were coming back up, um, we weren't barely out of Key West, and the boom, 48, both lanes closed due to an accident. Now we'll hit Boondocks. Dropped into Boondocks, you know, went to the little, you know, fruit and whatever fair. Had my mother with us, so did all that little stuff. Wasted like a half an hour, 45 minutes. Boom, one lane open northbound. All right, let's hop back on. Let's get back on the road. That's it, man. By the time we got up there, it was right at the very beginning of the marathon off the bridge. No problem. That can be a good drive to stop and stretch your legs anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, depending, like, it's not so bad if we if it's kind of a clean traffic flow. I mean, it's really not that bad. It's an hour and 45 minutes yeah. to, you know, Key Largo, and then we'll stop at the house. I mean, whatever. It's not... Um, and that's you go a, down on a Friday afternoon and you're oh, forget it, man. Oh, dude, dude, and Sunday afternoon trying to get out. <laughs> and, and that's the worst drive, like leaving. Yeah, because then, then, then you're like, damn it, I'm going back to something I don't want. I get a case of the boohoo's when I leave <laughs> Key West. Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you ever stop in uh, any of the other keys, to, or you just is it? Uh, like I stop. A, I'll stop in Key Largo usually for fuel and a sandwich or. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of nice little off the road restaurants around there. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, there's a Last Chance Saloon mm. is a favorite stop. Yeah, right right before you get on the overseas highways. Yeah, so. yeah, that's not bad. It's good old Homestead or Florida City, actually. You're past Homestead by then. They've they've got some uh, some, and it's a hole in the wall bar if mm-hmm. you've ever been there with the dollar bills stuck mm-hmm. all over the wall. Uh, but they've they've got some good food in there. Right. Yeah. Thought and Mrs. Max Kitchen for key lime pie. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Max is very nice. There's actually two of them. You know, there's two yep. of them, right? One yep. on the, but you're not going to find side. a better slice of key lime pie anywhere, I don't think. Hey, there you go, guys. There's a challenge for you all, you Keysians. Yes. Mrs. Max. Okay. I was. This is not a paid endorsement. No, that's all right. We do Just unpaid life experience. Yeah. 
No, this is, hey, listen, that's what it's all about. And, you know, we're, and we're talking about a lot about the Keys right now, which is great because the Keys is an hour and 45 minutes to two hours from here anyways, right? It's not that far. People think of the Keys are, oh, my God, that's way, you know, because they're always thinking of Key West. And Key West can be. No, the Upper Keys is quick drive. Yeah, quick drive. And a lot of great stuff up there in the Upper Keys. But uh, let's get back to Palm Beach County, shall yes, we? Yes, sir. Um, so here in Palm Beach County, and I, this is a loaded question because I know the answer. What's your favorite place to go eat here in Palm Beach County? Oh, it's got to be Ollie's. Ollie's. Ollie's or uh, Avocado Grill downtown. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but uh, as far as being out out west, living out west, you know the uh, the panko snapper and the and the fillet at Ollie's it just can't be beat. That's yeah, nice. It's a nice little place. A uh, nice little place to have a uh, perhaps a uh, one adult beverage, perhaps two, and a nice meal. There are some adult beverages that get consumed at Ollie's with a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make a, a great martini. Um, beer is always cold. You know, there's nothing to argue with there. Good food and cold beer. Yeah, there you go. Florida doesn't suck. No, it doesn't. That's it. That's 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 what it's all about. And uh, well, the, and the funny thing is that you know often the theme here is if we have somebody that's from out east, um, they tend to more or less stay out east. If we have somebody from out west, they tend to stay out west. Uh, and the fact that you mentioned Avocado Grill, I mean, you know, there is, and, and when we're saying out east, now west, we're literally talking about five to seven miles difference. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, the breadth of it all. I don't like, I don't like doing that Southern Boulevard after, uh, after a couple of pops. It's well, just no, not, I got you. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're drinking and stuff, but if you happen to be, uh, I mean, there should be like a shuttle. You think there should be a Wellington to uh, West Palm shuttle? You think it would make any money? I wonder if Trump let us use his chopper. That might get pricey, yeah. a little, little fuel, a little fuely, but but I think like a you know like a little short bus, <laughs> that'd be good for us. <laughs> yeah, a little short bus, and you you would think there'd be enough profitability in that, you know, to get you know just evening you know a couple trips back and forth, but uh, the man maybe not. I'm I'm guessing that there's got to be public transportation that goes downtown and out west. Yeah, yeah I don't see many people hopping on the. What's it called? The ride on. What's, what's the, the bus, bus called? called? You know where it's called? I don't even know what it's called, but the, the public bus transfer. I don't see many people hopping on that and then going down to the bend. I don't see a lot of people hopping on Palm Tran to go down to the bend and go to, you know, the grit. Uh, no, and probably westbound. Uh, it's probably not a good ride at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, and you get all those stops. You want to get back home. Anyways, I digress. Um, so here in beautiful Palm Beach County, uh, well, you have, um, let's see here, we've covered dining. Oh, what re- uh, uh, recreational other than drinking and eating? Oh, man, uh, Palm Beach County's just, we've got live music, we've got outdoor live music. Uh, Wellington itself has got a beautiful amphitheater. They've just added that area onto the lakefront. Yeah, the Esplanade. Uh, the Esplanade, yeah. That's called, yeah. Uh, they've got the, the food trucks, um, you know, golf, tennis, pickleball. I'm talking um, about what you do, though. Like, what do you actually... Actually, I saw a picture of you uh, hand gliding on Facebook or something. Like, yeah. You didn't do that yeah. here, Str- did you? Straight out west, uh, State Road 80. Really? Uh, I think in uh, Pahokee or Clewiston. Really? That's yeah. where that was? That's crazy. I Maybe didn't know they did that out there. Oh, I don't know, whatever. Some, somewhere near uh, the lake. Somewhere near the lake. But... Um, west of the lake. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, they take you up. Um, you get up to, and you get to pick how high you want to go based on how much you want to pay. Really? And they put a little bicycle helmet on you, you know, because that's going to help if you fall from four thousand yeah, feet. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but yeah, you're just up there with the with the wind, basically. Why would it matter? How, why would they charge you more to go higher? The wind is free. You're on a kite. They're towing you up. Oh, they tow you up on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they yeah. use a little ultralight, and then uh, they got a tow rope, and then you're in a. Got it. What do they call those things? I hangler. said it when I first, hangler, yeah. Hangler. Little, two little wheels on a stick and a kite. Uh, some some nylon and uh, a, a tubular frame. Cool. And how long, did, how long do you stay up there when you do that? I was up there for probably half an hour. Oh, okay. That's well, not too bad. Just enough to make you feel like you never need to do that again. Well, yeah. Really? So it was but, cool, and then it was like, eh, okay. I could. Oh, no, it was always cool. Was it? Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, but when you get down on the ground, you're grateful because there's there's nothing holding you up there. You know, when you're looking down and you're seeing birds a thousand feet below yeah. you, you know you're a up pretty awkward. high. Yeah. A little awkward. That's cool. That's what it's like. You know, skydiving too. Have you ever have you ever jumped out of an airplane? I have. And what what was your if you had to equate jumping out of an airplane and flying on a kite? Which is uh, what's the diff- What's the main differences? Because it seems like once the parachute opens, it's probably similar. Yeah, I think this, there's more similarities. I mean, the you know, excitement what, about is the parachute going to open, I'm sure, is different. One way but. or another, you're going to land. Right. Um, uh, Skydiving is exhilarating. Uh, mm. It's over quick. Mm. Um, you know, you free fall for eight or ten seconds, and then, you know, you're, you're looking up. Eight or ten camping. seconds, that's it? Yeah. Seems, well, this should take you up higher for that. That seems like a waste of time. It was not a waste of time. It was a good time. Um, you know, that's one of those fear things that I just needed to walk through for myself, that fear of heights. and right. But uh, skydiving, did it once. Never need to do it again. Yeah. Hang gliding, I'd go back and do that again. Okay. So, and then, so the, the, the final, the trifecta for Florida for that would be parasailing. Have you ever parasailed? Behind a boat? Mm-hmm. I have, down in the Key West. So you go, man. How'd you, how'd you feel about that? I it was. I mean, you've got everything. You've got sun. You've got sky. You've got water. Really? See, uh, to me, it seems like it would get boring after a minute. You get up there and you look around. You go, okay. All right, what do we do now? We had a good boat captain. He kept bringing us up, dip and, it, dip and, and, and your toes would just touch the water, and he'd bring you back up again. Nice. That was nice. Nice. Will they let you bring a cocktail up there? Uh it's Key West, man. I'm sure. sure. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't know. They're probably throwing them to you off the back of the boat if you ask. Yeah, yeah. And no, we always talk about them. We never do that particular thing. I don't know. To me, like I said, I think it would be okay. Great, we get up there and it's, ooh, it's fun because you're up here, and then you, then they leave you up there for seems like a long time. Whenever we're driving underneath them on the boat, they're just always up there. Yeah, I don't remember how long we were up there. There were cocktails involved that day. <laughs> uh, nah, it's all good. Nothing but, wrong with that. Yeah, no. Listen, it, but the, and, and here's the thing that you, when you, and you can do that out here right off Palm Beach. I mean, there's oh sure you, know, you can do that stuff everywhere here in South Florida, and that's you know South Florida is very much the uh, uh, hop on a jet ski, you know, rent a jet ski, rent a whatever, uh, you know, uh, but be on the water type of thing uh, is very big. Um, but you're so you're not a fisherman. Dip a line. Don't hate it, but not your passion. No. Is there anything on the water that you? Our passion better under the water. Are you a diver? Love, love snorkel. the snorkel. Snorkel. Yeah. is fun. Cool. Go out, uh, you know, right off the off where the breakers is. Yeah, there's some. They get 
Nice little reef out there. Beautiful reefs. Mm -hmm. um, and they've built some man-made reefs out there. Yeah, absolutely. Which is really bringing back the aquatic life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we had, a, we had a, a while there where it was getting a little little rough. But, yeah, they've definitely helped the, the fisheries out there. And now, you know, you used to be able to catch most of those aquarium fish. And now they've, you know, basically cut all that off, which has definitely helped. Those fish are pretty tame, too. They'll come right up oh, to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, we've seen, you know, turtles this big around out there and... Uh, and back to the Keys, you know, if you go to, is it, uh, don't remember, is it where Pennacamp State Park is? Which that's Key Largo. Yeah. That's Key Largo. Mm -hmm. And you've got, uh, you know, the, the underwater Jesus that's about 30 feet down. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, do not touch that statue. It's covered with fire coral. And if you touch it, you will realize why they call it fire coral. Yeah. I do not know that from personal experience. But, you know, funny story, I took my daughter there. She was maybe about nine or ten, and she's ready to go snorkeling. And we go out on the on the you know the guided tour, and we got our gear on. She jumps in the water and just got peppered by jellyfish. Oh yeah, that's that is something we do get down there sometimes. We get when they come in, they're thick. And that poor kid, she, you know, her hopes were so high that she was going to go down thirty feet and see this underwater statue with her dad. And so I pull her out of the boat and. Of course, the captain says, you know, I got to pee on you, right? <laughs> Listen, it, it helps a little bit. But. Well, no, I bought right yeah. into it. I said, no, no, if anybody's going to pee on her, it's going to be your dad. That's so, always fun. Luckily, they had some, some jellyfish uh, spray, and yeah. we didn't have to pee on it. Yeah, that, that is something that, like, if you're going to go, any, even here in Palm Beach County, but definitely a Key Largo, for sure, ask People say, yeah, how are the jellyfish? Because when they're in, man, they are trash. Depends on how long you cook them. How long they cook you. Oof. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you'll see people, and they're just, you know, in a restaurant or something, and they've got this, like, it looks like a, and that's, and that'll stay there for weeks sometimes. And even, you know, because it'll, they'll, they'll hit your mask, but in the mask kind of, you know, or, or if you have, like, the goggles, it's even worse, but you get that side or on the leg. I don't think the there's leg. any amount of Benadryl that takes that away. No, it's just time. No, yeah. And, and yeah. Anyways. So check your local forecast for jellyfish before you get in the water. Yeah. Um, you know, they put signs out for sharks. They should put them out for jellyfish. Eh? They actually do have down there, they have, you know, jelly signs. They have like different flags, but you got to read what the thing means. Oh, you can't just go, just a flag. It's great. Whatever. Yeah. Jump in. Or if you, you know, see a bunch of people you know, going like this, just don't go in the water. All right, the, so. The other beautiful thing about Palm Beach County and South Florida in particular is uh, we've got so many golf courses. Yeah. If you're a golfer, this is, this is paradise. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, you know, one of the, I think one of the best golf courses in Palm Beach County is public. It's Okahili. Yeah, okay, it was a great course. I mean, it's, you know, I, I have to say we have some some private courses that are pretty damn sweet. Well, but, yeah. but if you're comparing if you're comparing a country club course up north to Okahili, Okahili is damn, you know, near on par with most of the club courses up there and better than some of them. Yeah, and you got and three you got three nine-hole courses. Three nine-hole courses, and if you play Twilight, it's 18 bucks until it gets dark. 18 bucks with a cart? Uh, 18 bucks with a cart right now. Yeah, wow. it used to be like 12, man. It used to be really cheap, but yeah, and, and so that's after three. But then again, when you play Twilight, it's summertime and it doesn't get dark until eight right. or whatever. So, you know, just, you know, but yeah. They've got a couple brutal par fives on those courses, too. Oh, yeah, there's there's some really tough holes on that course. I mean, it just, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
holes on that course where you can't really see the whole hole yeah. and you think you drove a beautiful drive or played a beautiful shot and then you can't even find your ball. Yeah. I'm convinced there's some just angry raccoons out there that do that to piss people off, but you know. But yeah, I played that a lot. It's literally right across the street from my house. Yeah, beautiful, mature trees. Oh, yeah. The yeah. greens are usually in good shape depending on the weather. Yeah, depending on the weather, depending on the season. But yeah, the uh, and the nature out there is, you know, it's incredible. I mean, it's, you know. One of the th- the nice things about Okahili is you don't see a house when you're out there, really. No, there, well, there's like, no. Not like playing on Wanderers or, yeah. or some of the other where it's, you know, the houses are right up and, you know, you're putting your ball through somebody's screen enclosure. Yeah. No, no, there, there's no houses on uh, on the course out there. Right? There's one There's one little section where there's, you could, if you peered through the. On the other side of that canal. You might be able to, yeah. yeah. But other than that, it's, yeah, it's definitely, and it's, it's yeah. And it's nice because, like I said, there's three, three nines, so you can get a little variation and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, generally it plays pretty, pretty decently too, pretty smoothly. You're not sitting there forever stacked up and whatever. It's not like going down to Lake Worth and playing the course down there where you get behind four older guys that you know they're hitting the ball. They're, they're sure they're times. well. No, those guys are great. The duffers are great, man, because they just boop, 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 and they and they're like parring. And it looks like they're doing nothing, but they're they're parring almost every hole because they're just very precise on their you know three two, one on. Tap it in, whatever. Put me down for a five. That's it. Put me down for a five. Uh, but yeah, we have a ton of golf courses. So it's in in the uh, just in public courses. I mean, I think there's 26 in the county. Wow, that's insane. Well, we're a big county though, too. Like, oh, I oh, I gotta I gotta rectify something. Last time I said, I think uh, size Palm Beach County that you could put uh, a couple of Palm Beach counties in Rhode Island. I was wrong. You can put two Rhode Islands in Palm Beach County. That's how big Palm Beach County is. Isn't Palm Beach County geographically one of the largest counties in the country? Yeah, it's well, no, there's some really big counties out in you know the flyover states and stuff, but it's the largest county east of the Mississippi. Um, No, because if you go out to you know like Wyoming and stuff, there's counties that are the size of oh yeah, but they got four people in them. Well, that's I'm not talking about yeah. Well, and 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 maybe you know as far as statistically, as far as how many people live in Palm Beach County, yeah, yeah, we're massive compared to some states. Uh, Palm Beach County probably has a larger population than Wyoming or, you know, Utah. We have a lot of people that live here. Yes, we do. And, and what, uh, a thousand more people every day? Well, that's the, yeah, two, two Florida. The last, the, the last, uh, the last one I saw was actually, I don't know, like 1100 or something to Florida every day in South Florida. So we, for a while there, we were getting that to South Florida. You know, in South Florida being defined as anything basically below the lake, I guess. Now, when I moved here, Wellington Mall had just opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, State Road 7 was, uh, 441 was two lanes. Right. Did the highway go through? No. 95, so it still didn't go through when you moved here? Oh, yes, it did. Yes, okay, it did. Yeah. But there was nothing but cow pastures oh, yeah, on, yeah. on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, you know. And even when you came, I think they still would have had the cow pastures on Military and Boynton Beach Boulevard. Yes, they did. Because I think the Motorola plant was probably still there, right? Yep. Yep. So that's, yeah, this changed quite a bit. Um, and now, as you know, we're dropping things in as quick as we can. And now they're already talking about going up because we got no more land to go out. Now they want to go up. I don't like it. Don't want nothing to do with it. But that's not, you know. Well. Well, my pay grade. Just like everywhere else, we get what we vote for. And uh, people in Wellington over the years have voted uh, voted for expansion and voted for progress rather than keeping it our, our small town. But, you know, we still have great schools. We have great parks. We have great recreation. Uh, you know, we have great city works. But, you know, when does it stop? 
keeping myself out of that fray, I vote in uh, Monroe County. I don't vote anywhere up there, so I'm staying out of that. But I, I don't think it does. I mean, it's you know, here's the thing. In my in my uh, brief existence, I've noticed that entropy just keeps on going. Um, there's I don't see it stopping ever. I mean, I see it evolving and changing maybe, but. I mean, at a certain point in time, there will be no more land, literally, to to put anything on. So you got to go so up. So you got to go up and you got to, right. But, well, um, my, and, and, my uh, issue with that, not to get on a rant here, but is when, when you call something the equestrian preserve, mm -hmm. the very word preserve leads me to believe that we're going to keep it that way. And what do we have, 800 acres there that they want to turn into really basically a small downtown Resid mixed use residential commercial. Well, there's a couple of different facets of it. They've got a they've got actually one neighborhood that's back where nobody really knows they would never see it, and then there's the neighborhood that's right up there, basically redoing Polo and adding uh, you know 300 or something like that homes. Um, and then they have the commercial center, yeah. So that's going to be like a little baby, maybe baby uh, city place type vibe is what they're looking at. What it ends up being, I don't know, um, but. It, I, I just think I don't I don't know there's any way around developing some of that stuff a little bit more just because of where we're at. I mean, there's just too much money in it. That's the bottom line in my mind. But uh, again, I don't uh, I don't vote in Wellington. I vote in Monroe County. So can't, my, can't out, fight out City Hall no matter where you are. Yeah, I don't think you can. I mean, although I mean, in the Keys we're having the same thing. Like Rogo, man. I mean, Keys we literally are mandated by the state to empty the Keys in 24 hours of the announcement of a oncoming hurricane. We suppose the chances of that are today. The Cubs will win the World Series again right. before so, that happens. And that's the whole reason for Rogo is that they don't want they they want it, they want to be able to get people out in the, in the case of a hurricane. That's the whole Rogo rule, right? And the Rogo rule's been kicked down. You know, the, the, the politicians historically, because it was supposed to, construction was supposed to stop in the Keys well over a decade ago. But every, you know, everybody just kicks it down. They don't want to be that one, so they kick it down, they kick it down. Now it's starting to become really evident. Like, the you know, Almorado, you go down there trying to get a permit, forget it. Yeah. Um, you know, now, is that evacuation for anything that's a Cat 3? What are they doing a Cat 2? Because then a Cat 2. So, so the, the rule is... It's a hurricane. They don't care. The rule is, you know, hurricane, natural disaster, where they want to be able to empty the keys in 24 hours. Never going to happen anyways. But, Christ, no. we're lucky to get everybody out of Key Largo in 24 You're hours. You're going to get your diehards that are just going to cross your oh, yeah. arms and, and, and listen, that's, you know, that's decision. But I, think, yeah, I got know, ice and I got a cooler and I got my beer. Right. I mean, like, I get, I understand the reasoning for the rule. And, you know, if people want to get out, I guess they want them to be able to get out and not be stuck behind, you know. All the other people that actually want to get out. And where do they go? Yeah, basically come here. I don't know. Depends, Miami. I, and that's you know, I look at me. I got I got that question. I got to worry about my house, my mother's house. You know, then the house down there. Like, I don't, what do I do? I just like, okay, which which one's gonna hit? Where's it gonna hit? I don't know. That's beyond me. But I don't know. The the whole you know, to put a point on the whole Wellington development thing. This is something that's been ongoing and ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, and eventually. You know, I don't know. I think the bricks topple. I mean, it's like you know, if you if you took a, if you took a pencil and tapped against a brick wall enough times, 
Either the pencil's going to break or the wall. I don't really know what I was going to Probably lie. the pencil. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this one up, uh, and we'll we'll move on to uh, something else. Maybe we'll bring uh, Daniel back again. Very inter- entertaining. Very interesting. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, maybe maybe I should do like an episode just to wind everybody up and do a uh, development in Wellington episode. This place would be packed, by the way. You wouldn't be able to walk in this room if Beep. we did that. People from both sides with pitchforks yeah. and lanterns. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I I have to look at it, like, from my business perspective. I mean, I'm a realtor. It helps my business. So I can't, I have to kind of go, oh, well, it's not the worst thing for me. It's not the worst thing. I don't think it's – I mean, I think when I moved here, there was 40,000 people in Wellington. Which was a lot more than when I first moved here. Yeah, and uh, – you know, during the during the equestrian months, we grow to a hundred and forty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, how many more people? You know, how much can our infrastructure tolerate? See, that's all another different story. Infrastructure, right? Roads, stuff like that. That's you're seeing that happen out in Loxahatchee right now, where they uh, oh, forget about driving through there. Oh, man, go to the little corner of North Lake and all that stuff over there. It's it's a grand old time. They could put six lanes in; wouldn't be enough. Well, six lanes would certainly help. It would help. Be way better than two. Yes. So, but yeah, but with two, it's not very good. And they're still, they've still got another 6,000 plus units to put out there. So, yeah, just before we log off, I just uh-huh. want to remind people that are moving here from other states mm-hmm. the left lane is a passing lane, ladies and gentlemen. This is for people that, like, if you're going five miles an hour over the speed limit, we want to break the law for real. If you could move over to the right, that would be great. Uh, yeah, just a public not, service announcement. No, no luck there, man. You've been down here long enough to know that, that somebody's going to get in the left lane and do two miles below the speed limit yeah. just to do it. And, and if and if somebody flicks their brights at you, that means that means literally, please, could you move over? It doesn't mean slam on your brakes and brake uh, check dude, them. Don't don't flash your lights at me, brother. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the, here's the really easy way to do it. If people are passing you on both sides and looking at you, mouthing things. Go all the way to the right. Yeah. That's and good. actually, I've stopped with the middle finger. I just give, I give a <laughs> thumbs down. I think that's got more of an impact because everybody uses the middle finger. Yeah, true. It's good. And if you're used to seeing it so much, you don't really care, obviously, anyway. Right. I think I should get little signs, like little flip-down signs I can just put in the side of the side window. One of those, little L- flashy one lights. Of those LED streaming things yeah, in the back window. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, enough of that. we got to go. All right, kids, we'll see you next time. Uh, if you want to know more about Daniel, uh, Tyler's obviously going to put all this stuff up there so you can click the button. But we're also going to do a fantastic episode of Real Talk and talk about what he actually does for a living down here and how that affects your life. So check it out. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Living in South Florida Does Not Suck. Please do subscribe with the notification bell on. If you liked today's guest, you can also get more information about them right here. Like magic, it will appear. Uh, anyways. We love having you here. We love having your friends here. Shout it out from the rooftops. Like us on Facebook. Share it with your friends. We'll see you soon here in beautiful, sunny South Florida.